You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. And verse number 29, Proverbs 11, verse number 29, and I'm reading out the New King James Version this morning. Notice what the Bible says, he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. Notice this is not a good thing because of what he says in the latter verse, which I'm really not primarily concerned with, but notice what he said. And the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. Now see, the man or the woman who troubles their own house is in truth a fool. Because it doesn't make good sense, biblical sense, to trouble your own house. Because notice he said, he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. Now here he's using wind in a negative sense. Because if a man troubles again his own house, he or she is going to inherit the wind. And so we don't want to be guilty of troubling our own house I don't want to do that and a lot of times when you look at homes when you especially look at the disarray or the disorder or the messiness that exists in some homes again it's because people are troubling their own house. And as a result, again, he's using wind in a negative sense. That when a man or woman troubles his own house, you're going to inherit the wind or you're going to bring about a storm. See, every time that a storm is taking place in our homes, it's not a trial. Sometimes it is what we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. And we're causing trouble in our own homes. And whenever you cause trouble in your own home, again, the house is going to represent three things. Again, the house is going to be in disarray. It's not going to function properly. And I don't want to be a part of a house that's not functioning properly. Come on, saint. I don't want to be a part of a dysfunctional house. Not if the house is dysfunctional and we know better. But yet, we're not doing better. And so you're going to have disarray. You're looking at a house that is out of order. Again, things are not running in that house the way that God has prescribed for them to run. And finally, it is a place where the house or the family is messy. And again, I don't want it to be said that my house is out of order and I'm the problem. 
Come on, I'm just gonna teach this morning. I, I don't want I, I I don't want to be a part of a church that's out of order, and I'm part of the problem. Oh Lord! But like it or not, there are times that all of us have to look in the mirror. Come on, y'all know right. We have to look in the mirror. We have to look in the mirror in reference to what's going on in our house. That should not be going on. And you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself this. Am I at fault? Is this my doing? Now what, now, now when you look at house, we know what it represents literally. It represents a household or a family. But from a figurative sense or from a broader standpoint, the house also represents a person's life. See, I don't want my life to be out of order. I don't want my life to be in disarray. I don't want to live a messy life. And it's primarily that way because of what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. And if the house is troubled, and it inherits the wind or the storm. What you have to understand about that house that is troubled. And I want to use a word that is common to most of us this morning. And I want to teach from the subject because if we trouble our own house, don't miss it. Again, we're going to inherit the wind. You're going to bring a storm about. And I'm going to break it down and it's not going to be a good storm. But what's happening is that that house is jacked up. And so this morning I want to talk about a jacked up house. I want to talk about a jacked up house. If y'all just allow me to cheat some, I want to talk about a jacked up house. Come on, let's give God a praise for the subject. Even if you don't like it, let's give him a praise. I want to talk to you about a jacked up house. And, and we've all used probably that term, if you've never heard it again, when something is jacked up. One of the first things that come to mind is a complete mess. And as children of the Most High God, when we look at our homes, they shouldn't be jacked up. Come on, because we get too much teaching. We get too much wisdom. Even when you look at your life, after you've been in the church for a minute, and after you've heard enough word, everything may not be straightened out. But I hope you agree with me that there should not be areas where things are still messy. Come on. We all got some things that we can clean up. We all got some things that we can do better. But now I got to confess this morning that there is no area in my life this morning that is jacked up. There's nothing about my house that's jacked up. Because if it was, I shouldn't be standing in this place. Because the Bible teaches how can a man rule a govern God's house and he can't rule a govern his own house. See, in other words, there are certain things God will never promote a person to until he or she gets themselves together. Y'all ought to give God a praise for that. And that's the reason we know when it comes to a lot of our kinfolk who claim in God, call them to be certain things, that's how we know they're a liar. 
Because all you got to do is look at their house or look at their life and you know God ain't called you to teach his people. He ain't called you to tell others what they need to do. Yet when I look at your life, you're not doing what you teach other people that they need to do. See, some of our homes would be better if we would take the advice that we give to other people. If you were putting into action, oh yeah, it's going to be tight this morning. What you tell other folk, your house would be in better order. And you're not going to get me to lower God's standards. You ain't going to get me to do that. You're not going to get me to be okay with mess. If you just can say, I understand that in your life, in your house, things are out of order. But that's okay. You just simply need to be taught. You need to hear the word of the Lord and do it. And see, I know as a pastor what God gives me week in and week out. I know without a shadow of a doubt that if people, despite what they may be going through and how long they have been going through, if they put the word into action, guess what this preacher knows about the word? I know the word is going to make things better in your life. I know the word is going to clean up some stuff at your house. This is what I know from the preach word. Oh, yes, I said it has to get better. I said it has to get better. When I look at saints who are going through things, but I know about them that they are hearer and a doer of the word, I just say in reference to them, I pray she hold on. I pray he holds out because better is upon him. It's going to get better. It's no way you can do God's word in your life, woo, in your house, won't experience better. But see, we have to do what I said earlier, which is we often have to look at the man or the woman in the mirror. When I start maturing in God, one of the things I recognized that I had to do, which was important for spiritual growth as well as natural growth, is that I had to learn to take responsibility for my actions. Listen, and to take responsibility for my lack of actions. Are y'all with me? And see, all of us have to do that. You have to take responsibility, listen, as a grown person, for your actions. And sadly, again, in the church, you have people who think that everything is a trial. But there are some things that's not a trial. God has nothing to do with that trouble or with that mess. But it's our own actions. It's what you're doing that's causing pain. Don't ever sit there and act like your decisions, what you decided to do, has never brought pain in your life. You ought to just shout, show we right. You ought to shout it louder, show we right. We've all did things that hurt. But when we really looked at it, we had to take some responsibility. Which also says that we can't play the blame game. We can't be shifting the blame when you know the blame needs to be laid at your door. Come on, somebody. Because some of us don't like to do that. We love shifting the blame. We love blaming somebody else. 
You'll be surprised how many men are not in the place, in the position that they need to be in. And they're always blaming their problems on a woman. Brother, you belittle yourself when you say that a woman is stopping you from being who God ordained for you to be. Grow up, man. Stop blaming the woman for everything. Whoa, I it, it, this word going to be tight. The reason you know certain men are not growing the way they need to is that when it comes to trouble, they're always pointing the finger. If, if, if it wasn't for... Pastor, you, you don't understand how it is out here. See, see the, man, the man will keep you down. No, the man ain't that powerful. Come on. A lot of times it's our own decisions that hold us down or that keep us from getting where God desires us to be. And so all of us have to learn from our mistakes. See, in life, you have to learn from your mistakes. But you can't learn from your mistakes, from your errors, from your failures, if you're not willing to acknowledge the part that you play in them. I mean, no, that's right. What do you have to do with it? So... What what could you be doing better, sister? Woo! So you teach like this. Everybody wanna, wanna look at somebody else. But no, you, you gotta look at you gotta look at that person in the mirror. Finally, we have to learn, and, and this is big, y'all, to embrace change. Always embrace change when it is change for the better or for the good. Because whenever you are responsible for bringing pain, trouble, misery, or what have you into your life, in order for that situation to get better or to turn for the better, you have to embrace change. You have to look at yourself through the eyes of God or God's Word and be able to see where I need to change. There are some things that I need to stop doing. Listen to me. Today. Today. There are things that many of you do, again, that has your life jacked up as well as your house. And nothing is going to change at the house or in your life until you embrace change. See, see, when, 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 when it's a season to change for the better, how many are listening to me this morning? That, that's not something you want to fight. That, that's not the thing you want to resist. Because when it comes to God and his people, he don't want your life or your house jacked up. How many believe that? How many believe God don't want your house jacked up? He don't want it to be to the point to where your house is jacked up. But you look like everything's together. 
Y'all have never seen people who live in a dirty house, but but they they, they look like a they look like a million dollars when they come out of there. Ooh, that, that, that hit somebody right there. You sitting there thinking about how nice you look. But do your house look as nice? Well, Pastor, he shouldn't go there. No, he has to go there. He has to go there. Now, I only have to go to your house. I can go to your car. Never in some folk, when you near them and they get out the car, they shut the door quick. Yeah, they get out the car like, well, yeah, yeah. And some have the nerve to not take care of things that are new, that are good, that are of God. Woo! We finna get into the meat of it. But see, the Hebrew writer says something important in Hebrews 2 and 1. He said that we need to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest we drift away. See, a lot of times, again, when it comes to the church, when you've been taught better, Your life can be jacked up because you're not taking heed to the word. And do you know you can amen a word that you don't take heed to? That means God is sending a word. Like all month, he's been sending a word basically to straighten out homes. Straighten out some stuff. Some stuff that's out of order. God said, I need to get this in order. Or I need to help them get this in order. I mean, no, you wouldn't be where you're at this morning if God hadn't helped you get some things in order. So you don't need it looking down on nobody. Because probably all of us can remember a time when our life was jacked up. Out of order. Out of order. We were pretending to be something. We were life out of order. Life jacked up. Young folk like to call it a hot mess. And didn't want to be told what to do to straighten it out. We can't be like that. When God is sending a word, drop your pride. Listen to God so you can get your life in order so your house will get in order. And you'll be surprised when you start listening to God how things at your house will start falling. Not just into place, in the right place. Folks start yeah, people line up, people know they roles, people know their responsibility, people know what they shouldn't do in here, people know what's not allowed up in here. Some of us allow too much to go on. I'm peculiar about my house. Whoa, I'm peculiar about my house. That's why certain folk don't even need to visit me. Why? I don't play that here. I don't even want to entertain certain things at my house. Because I know what I entertain affects my life. Am I right? Show you right. And again, this message is primarily to God's people. Because the sinner rejects God, their house should be out of order. Should be messy. Oh, y'all didn't even. And don't think how folk got a whole lot of money and live in a big, nice house that is order in that house. Not so. 
Right? Let's get into this meat of this word. Are y'all ready? Are y'all all right? You ain't too mad for me to continue, are you? See, 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 for, for folk that's here and your house jacked up, and it may not be the whole house, but it could be when you look at certain areas of your house. You know about that particular area. You know, that's jacked up. You know how we do that is, is jacked up. It's out of order. It ain't the way God wanted it. To be. It ain't it ain't how we ain't doing it how God wants us to do it. You see what I'm saying? Same way when you look at your life. If there's areas in your life that's jacked up and you say you're a child of God, what they're saying about you, again, either you obey or you're not listening to God. He sent you to a church to cause you. To be productive in every aspect of your life. See, when we first landed at a place of refuge in Carrollton, I knew that's where we needed to be. You know why? Because I knew how jacked up some things was. And many of you, like I was back then, we had just got to the point in our mentality that this is just the way things going. That's just the way it's going to be now. You see what I'm saying? But the ministry, the message, the word challenged my mentality. You see, sometimes things won't change until you question why is it the way it is. Marriage is sometimes you got to look. Why, why do we argue all the time? Why can't we get along? Why don't we enjoy one another's presence? Why are we avoiding intimacy? Question, why is it like this? Why, why can't we go on vacation? Why don't we have the money to do certain things? Why haven't I paid certain things off? See, until you question certain things. Why is it like this? It don't sound like I'm fussing, do it? Y'all been working on that. I've been working on it. Have I been frowning so far? Yeah, tell me the truth. I can take it. A little bit. I'm working on that. But but it be so personal. It do, it be when a pastor love you and you're not just a number to him. When your life ain't where God said it should be, that bothers a true pastor. Because he's concerned about you. You ought to thank God for a pastor who ain't just concerned about his house. But I am concerned about your house. Your life. As wonderful as my life is, my prayer is that everybody's life will be just as wonderful. That, that, that's my prayer. Be, be seated. But I know the reason is not is because of things people are doing. Things people won't stop doing. See, you're troubling your own house. Let's get into it. Proverbs 12. Woo. And it takes something. I know as you turn to Proverbs 12, 15, it takes something to look at the, the man, the woman in the mirror. You ain't ever made a dumb decision. I ain't even finished. And you went to hell. <laughs> you made a dumb decision. 
it was so dumb that it, it had you talking to yourself. Sometimes I'd be in the garage and working and doing stuff around the house. She, she, she hit me. I, I sometimes just, man, what you thinking? You can't do that. That ain't going to work. Come on. I'd just be talking to myself. I'd get on to myself. When I do something that I know better, it bothers me. And if I don't get it right, see, some of you ain't like that. I can tell everybody you face. I'm, I'm finna go to the script. If I don't get it right, minister right, it bothers me until I get it right. I, I, I done got to the point now, digging here, I don't even like the half fix me. If, 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 if I patched it up, that used to be okay. But I'm not that man. I'm not that man that patches up things. I'm the man that fixes it right. That does it the way it needs to be done. And patching bothers me. It does something to me. But see, when you ain't like that, that's why you can live comfortably in the mess you created. That's reading the life you live every day doesn't bother you. Though you should be living better. And what some folk do is that they just start living through other people. I don't want my life to be so jacked up that I pretend to be other people. I wonder what it would be like to, to live a day in her life. I, 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 that, that, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, don't, I don't want my life to be so miserable. That's my thinking. You know, folk like that are always dreaming and never accomplishing. Proverbs 12. It takes something. I, I knew this word was going to be touchy this morning because it takes something when you teach like this. When you teach like this. Notice Proverbs 12 and 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who heeds counsel is wise. See, when it comes to some of us, if that house is going to Stop being jacked up. You have to stop playing the fool. Look what the playing the fool is here. The fool is right. But see, the fool is only right. Come on, y'all, in his own eyes. See, some of you, it's your decision jacking up the house. But you feel like everything you do is right. You don't want to see yourself. Can't keep calling family meetings. And you at the head of the meeting and you the biggest problem. See, if we're going to have the meeting, somebody has to be in charge <laughs> who got their act together. So you, you, you can't pick to want to deal with folk when you think you got it together. But ignore this other stuff that you are so common at, at messing up. See, see, the fool is right in his own eyes. I don't want to be no fool. I said I don't want to be a fool. And I'm not a fool. You know what I mean? I'm not a fool? Because I recognize when I'm wrong. I'm not a fool because I don't admire admitting when I'm wrong. Not just admit it, but I put change with it. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to get your life in order being a fool. Being right in your own eye. See, God will send a word like this. And what the fool will say, and well, I know pastor said such and such. 
But I think, see, you're playing the fool. If you had the answers, this going to hurt somebody. If you had the answers, your house wouldn't be jacked up. So you don't have the answers. I mean, no, you ain't always right. How many have ever been accused? <laughs> why, why, how, how many have ever been accused by somebody of thinking you know everything? Woo! That hurt right there. Some of y'all get your hand up. Get your hand up. Don't you lie. Get your hand. Yeah, I remember when Donna used to tell me that. And, oh, I get so mad. Oh, I get heated. And I'm tired of you saying that all the time. But when I looked in the mirror, she right. She right. I'm thinking too highly of myself. And some of you, the way you know you think too highly of yourself, it's simple. Whenever you don't do things God's way, you think too much of your way. Why are you still doing certain things? And you know God told you, don't do that. But, but there you are still doing what God told you, don't do. You think too much of yourself. Proverbs 8. Mm -hmm. it, 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 they in here. You think too much of yourself. Proverbs 8. And then you have folks say, well, pastor, he, he a man like I'm a man. You're right. As far as being male. But there is wisdom that God has put in me. Come on. And as being a pastor, and this is no knock to God's people, there is, there, there's a certain amount of wisdom that God placed in the pastor. To give to the sheep or to his people. Come on. That, that's not degrading you. That's not saying you're not intelligent. That you don't pray. That you don't study and read your Bible. But there are certain things that God is going to give me that he ain't going to give you. And you know reading that is so sometimes because if it was so, many of us would never correct ourselves. You would never correct things. You would never deal with things. See, this message should force some of us to go home and deal with stuff. Deal with this mess. Back to my earlier example. If that house is dirty and nasty... Don't go home and just watch TV like you normally do. Not after a word like this. And, and, and don't go tell my, well, Pat, you know, I, I, I watch TV and clean up. That's the problem. Can't do no good cleaning. Go home and wash up the clothes. Sad when a person rather buy a new blouse, a shirt, than wash the old. So, so, so we got we, we got some work to do. We got some work to do. And based on, based on your house, brother, you may have to help. It's just based on how how things are set in that house. What's the order of that house? See, I know what I'm responsible for. I don't do what I'm, what I'm not responsible for. I stay in my lane. Cause I don't want to do it. If I gotta watch this, there's something wrong. Stay out of my house. Don't let me mess up your house. There are a lot of things I'd rather do than, don't put me at the dish, watch. Don't. Don't put me there. 
I got to move. I got to stay on the move. <laughs> Listen to me. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, some of y'all, oh, what's wrong with his thing? I'm, I'm telling you, there's an order at my house. Nothing she don't have to do. She get to go. I don't go grocery shop. Period. I can tell you what a carton of eggs costs. Or a gallon of milk. Don't know. She do all that. But when she pull up at that house, my job is to get up and go out there and get them groceries. I tell her, go on in the house. You done went and got it. This my job. I'm going to tote it all in and lay it on the counter. What? I, I don't know where stuff goes. Not like that. Y'all, y'all ain't going to give me no break. Because this ain't going to come right behind you and talk about how you didn't do it right. The ketchup go here. The must go. I put there. I do what I do. Come on, y'all. I told you, Earl, ain't nothing jacked up now. We know our places. You want to show me something that's out of order? Show me people who don't know their place. Come on. Everybody got a role. And see, your house may run a little differently. It just, it just depends. Okay? Proverbs 8. Lord have mercy. I almost got in another one. Proverbs 8. Yeah, and a lot of time I don't go into great detail because I don't want nobody going home. Well, did that got that? I ain't watching. My pastor don't do no dish, and I ain't doing nothing. No, brother. No, I don't know the dynamics of your house now. Hold on, brother. <laughs> Hold on now. Don't, 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 don't do that. Because soon as that wife throw back on you some other stuff, Pastor, do. Now, you know I ain't got that, girl. You yo, don't do that. No, you know, we, we got to understand it, though. This, this is good. God don't want things out of order. I love a church where things are in order. Do you know there are people that hunt for churches that are out of order? They don't want order. You ought to want to be a part of a church where there is order. I don't want to be coming each Sunday to a church that's jacked up. And I know we jacked up and we ain't even trying to get stuff right. Now I know some of you, the only thing you do is sit around here and look for what ain't right. But if you look closely at anything, Saving God, you're going to see in humans where it could be better. Right? Okay, Proverbs 8. I got to hurry up. Lord have mercy. Proverbs 8, 32. Some of y'all want me to stay on that order. You, you want me to break it down a little bit more, but no, I'm, I'm not going to go there. But And it took me and Donna years to get to where we are, to where we know our places. We know, And see, when you know your place, you know when things are out of order. See, that's what I love about order, because when things get out of order, you already know who, 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 who this is. You know. Well, things change. You know, sometimes people battling in their body, things have changed. You know, I ain't saying I won't bust no suds. You know, she's battling in her body. Well, I'm praying for a quick healing. <laughs> She battled one time. Man, I'll fix and soup. I'll bring in everything, brother. And she's the type of person, when you do it, you can't just come in there looking any kind of way because she'll get upset. Oh, you didn't want to do it. Look at you. You frowning. And so you got to just. Uh, uh. If, if you don't mind, I don't want to bother you. You can get me some tea. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that first day, I was strong, y'all. Man, I was mad. That chicken noodle soup was on point. Crackers with it all just brought in a little nice thing that the Harden gave us. That you play, and I just set it all right there. I ate anything else you need. So I, nah, I brought the napkin. I got everything. And then it'll get you the remote. And I, man, three days. Oh, man, you feeling any better? <laughs> See, some of you ain't never dealt with folk battling. The first day, you strong. 
Let them keep laying there. You got keep... <laughs> Proverbs 8. See, that walks over y'all up. Proverbs 8. Now, therefore, listen to me. Proverbs 8 and 32. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. He's talking about wisdom. Wisdom is to me. Because wisdom is crying out in Proverbs 8. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And do not disdain it, hate it, or look down on it. Why? Blessed is the man who listens to me. You want to get your house in order? Listen to wisdom. Because wisdom is going to show you how things need to be done. Listen to it. Wisdom is so powerful that wisdom talks as a woman knowing if you listen to me. Oh, I love it. You're going to be blessed or happy. All you got to do is listen to me. All you got to do is hear my instructions. And things are going to get better. Listen to me. James said if any man lack wisdom, let him what? Ask or pray. God, how should we be doing this? Lord, show us a better way to do this. Teach us, Lord, how to come together concerning this. And see, then he said, now therefore listen to me, children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Blessed are those who keep my what? My ways. No way you're going to listen to wisdom. And your life not be blessed. No way. No way you're going to keep wisdom, apply wisdom, listen, to everything you do in life, and you not be productive in every aspect of your life. Come on, somebody. Proverbs 4. Y'all ain't getting here. Proverbs 4. Because, see, this is what we have to do. Because God don't want the house jacked up. Come on, he don't want the house jacked up. If the house is jacked up now, that's not God's will. It's not God's will. That's not what he wants for you. It's not what he has for your house. And see, if your house jacked up this morning, isn't this some good news? Isn't this some good news? That somebody ain't standing before you saying, oh, that's the way God wants it. You know, because people tell you dumb stuff like that. No, that's that just the way, you know, that, that's what you come out of. But don't you know you can come out of something and you can be the one who drastically changes woo, or set the pattern? Come on. Some of you, God wants you to set the pattern so that when relatives do visit, he wants them to step in and see what a blessed house looks like. He wants them to step in and see what all this going to, going to church is all about. Nobody going to look at my life and how I live and then question the God that I serve. No. No. But how many know you can step in a home if you have enough discernment? They don't care if they have cleaned up the living room. You can have discernment to step in a house and know by the atmosphere that there's some jacked up stuff going on up here. Come on, you can step in there. You can feel the tension. I don't want that. I like when people come to my house, they feel the peace. Hold on. Sometimes they feel it to the point to where they're just hanging around. When it's time for him to go. <laughs> Proverbs 4. I teach my grandkids this right here. And all I got to do is say the first part. And they finish the last part. When, when, when we about we there. 
I tell him, I said, you ain't got to go home. And all of them say, but you got to leave here. <laughs> Don't judge me until you get some. Don't judge me until you get some. I tell them, I say, I say look, y'all ain't got to go home. But we got to get out of here. They all said, hey. Some couples, you, you went out to eat with other couples. And you could feel the tension between them. You're like, oh, God. And they trying their best to play it off. But you can feel like, man, that, that was heavy. Trying to make conversation. Oh, I don't like that. You see, you see what I'm saying? So I got real quiet. Y'all know what I'm you haven't been around people, you can tell like that. Now, to a certain degree, sisters, you have to know how to act in public. Because some women, they, 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 they give off too much. I mean, come on, sisters. Good, it can't be that bad. How you doing? There's, there's a difference in front, and then there's a difference in just knowing how to handle yourself in public. You see what I'm saying? Y'all don't need to come in here popping off with a whole lot of attitude when we ain't, when things ain't went quite, you know. Because there are going to be times I'm going to stand here, y'all, and at the house, it, 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 and, you know, we had a good one. She can't let you be sitting over there. Because see, immediately, all y'all going to be like, oh, something. And some of you know it anyway, so you look for stuff. <laughs> oh, girl, he, he didn't acknowledge for a lady. He forgot us. Memory, y'all, I just. But now, in time past, I used to do this stuff on purpose. That wasn't right. And she didn't know it. She wouldn't say nothing. I ain't giving her. Mad. Listen, foolish. Foolish. I had to grow beyond that. Come on. How many brothers like for supposed to be giving you all that attitude? You know she's mad, but come on now. Let's keep some of this in the house now. Come on. Y'all don't like to keep it. I, I, I just like to keep it real. I really do. I like to keep it 66. I mean, that's just it. You, you, Proverb 4. I'm, I'm finna come. I don't know how many more y'all can take. I got that. Hear my children. The instruction of a father. Proverbs 4 1. And give attention to no understanding. Here's again wisdom. Hear my children. The instruction of a father. Look, listen carefully. Give attention to no understanding. For I give you. Good doctrine. See, to straighten out the mess that exists in some home, we're going to have to give attention to good or beneficial doctrine or teachings. Listen, you got to give attention. Like this morning, you can't know your house is jacked up, but your mind is on things that don't matter rather than receiving what God prescribed to straighten things out. Y'all know I'm right about it. Now notice. Notice Proverbs 11 and 29. I'm closing. Notice Proverbs 11 and 29. See, you got to give attention. Right? It's something I got to do. Because at the end of the day, it's my house that's jacked up. It's my life that's out of order. And if God is going to talk to me, then I'm going to listen. Come on, I said, if he's going to talk to me and show me how to straighten out, you better listen to me, the mess that I created, then I'm going to give attention. I'm listening, Lord. Show me. Give me wisdom. Because I want better. I want to do better. I want the atmosphere at my house to be 
better. I want my marriage better. I want my children better. I want my grandchildren better. I want everything connected to me to get better. Come on, you ought to so want better to be drenched on you that folks can't connect with you without them getting better. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm soaked with better. If folk connect with me, they're going to get better. I said they're going to get better. They are going to get better. The only ones won't get better are those who come, yet they're not connected. And that's by choice. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. Three things this has to do with. Number one, when you inherit the wind, again, a storm. Now listen to me carefully. People die in storms. See, sometimes, sometimes in a house, things, things are killed. Because of what we're doing. Sometimes in a house, prosperity is brought to an end because of what people are doing. Because they'd rather be divided than united. See, storms can kill. Number two, powerful winds or storms can cause great damage. Sometimes the house has been damaged. It's in ruins because of what we're doing because of what we're we're not doing notice that he who troubles his own house is going to inherit the wind to inherit means to receive to inherit also means that you're going to come into possession of a thing I don't want that this is what you're going to be left with. This is what all your foolishness is going to leave you with. A life that's out of order. When it's time to put down certain things, you won't put it down. When it's time to put away certain things, you won't put it away. Now this is what you inherit. This is what you're left with. When you're so mean and nasty to people all of the time, don't complain when nobody wants to be around you. This is what you inherited. This is what you're left with. When you're selfish and only think about yourself, don't be surprised one day when you look up and you're by yourself. You inherited this, this is what your selfishness brought you into. See, I don't want that. None of us should make it hard for people to love us. Am I right about that? Notice what he just says again. I'm close. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. And you know, even from a literal standpoint, you can turn on a powerful fan in a room. And if things are not secure in that room, that wind is going to blow things everywhere. And that wind literally is going to create a mess. Am I right about that? See, some of us, when you look at our age, We have to take self-inventory or evaluation. Why am I left with this? Why is this what I'm inheriting? And then, when you don't like what's in your possession, then you embrace change. Then you come into a willingness to humble yourself and receive so that your house can get in order. So that your life can get in order. I'm going to show you two scriptures and then that's it. Because if the house is jacked up, we're not going to inherit 
better but a curse. Are we there? Right there. Because it's going to be two simple scriptures and then I'm done. But I have to know that we don't want to call it. With, if the house is jacked up, if your life is jacked up, according to this text, it could be something you're doing or something you're not doing. And that's why you're in possession of what you're in possession of. But I want to show you God's will for the house. I want to show you God's will for your life. Amen. And then you make the choice. Now the choice that you make, you're going to see it in your decisions. See, that's what I love about God. He give us the word. Now it's up to us to apply it. Come on. See, coming to church ain't just about dancing and shouting. It's, it's about leaving there armed with knowledge and understanding. Y'all been listening and knowing what to do. I know what to do. Because trouble going to show up. But now, I know what to do. This house finna get in order. My life finna get in order. Go to Proverbs 3. We close. Now, don't nobody get so gung-ho that you just going to go home today and tear everything up. No, you're not. No, you are not. You're going to look in the mirror. That's what you're going to do. There should be no family meetings after this message until all of us have looked in the mirror. Right? Proverbs 3. We close. I know I'm over. Proverbs 3. So don't get in the car with your spouse. We need to talk. No. No. Don't be scared. I'm just telling you. You ain't looked in the mirror that fast. You ain't looked in the mirror. Right? Proverbs 3. I'm going to show y'all what, what, what we should inherit as God's people. If you don't get excited about this, you're not God's folk. You're not God's folk. Because sometimes it just comes down to, again, when you're a babe in Christ, you simply don't know. You don't know any better. Because I thought that's what I was supposed to inherit. Because growing up, that's how it was. Not, not for a child of God. Things change when you truly give your life to God. It changes. Amen. It changes. Some, some of you, the way we are living now, we're living and doing certain things, many of us, simply because growing up, we didn't have it and we couldn't do it. And we changed that. Come on. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. We close. Hey, Jesus. Proverbs 3. 35. The wise. Not the foolish. Not the person troubling their own house. The wise shall inherit glory. But shame shall be the legacy of fools. When your house is in order, when your life is in order, you're going to inherit, come in possession of, be left with glory, honor, or favor. When you apply wisdom to every aspect of your life, and I do it to every aspect of my life, what I'm going to inherit is not the win, but glory. See, honor is coming your way. Favor is coming your way. What did that mean for the house? That means favor is coming to the house. That means if a person honors God's word today, y'all been struggling, things been out of order, but now God is saying, you taking heed to my word, I'm sending favor to this house. I'm putting my glory upon this house. Things going to change at this house. That's what that means. You're going to inherit glory. Favor coming. Favor going to come. Favor going to show up. At your house, like it showed up at my house, and it never left. Come on. You know, folks talk about favor showing up at their house. I don't want favor to just show up. I want it to show up and never leave. Show up and dwell here. Show up and stay here. That's what happened with Obed-Edom. 
when the Ark of the Covenant landed at his house, God blessed the house of Obed-Edom. Proverbs 8.21, we're done. And some of us know, and it's not a knock to you, you know favor ain't on your house. Not the way he wanted to be. Because there are some things out of order. But if you apply this, your house ain't going to stay jacked up. Your life ain't going to stay jacked up. How many want favor on your life? How many want favor to, to come upon your life and never leave? Y'all, we saying something. Favor on your life and never leave. That means you can work with people. Make the same or less. But because of what's on your life, you live better than what they, how they live. I say you live better than how they live. They're wondering how you live the way you live. That's when favor on you. Folks come to you and try to get notes. What, what they pay you? Well, how, how y'all able to do this, this? Favor on my life. And listen to me. God giving us this message because he won't favor on everybody's life. Proverbs 8 and then we're done. Proverbs 8 and 21. Oh, I'm loving it, y'all. I could go long. I'm loving it, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. That I may cause those who love me. This is wisdom. When you love wisdom, you're done with the foolishness. You're done causing trouble in your own house. You're done with your house, your life being jacked up. That I may cause those, that I may cause those, that I may cause those. Wisdom says, I'm going to make something happen for you. Wisdom says, I'm going to make something happen for you. If you hook up with me. Y'all in the house, ain't you? That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. Let me tell you something. God don't want your house broke. Just like he don't want you broke. Come on. He wants you to inherit wealth. That I may feel their treasuries. You see what God wants? He wants you. Me. You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. We pray that you are blessed by today's message.